Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. And what's going on, Dodgers Nation? What up, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to Dodgers Dugout live here from Nashville at the MLB Winter Meetings. Still waiting on some news. We did get a little bit of news today. We got the Rule 5 draft. We'll talk a little bit about that. But the story here is and will be until it happens is when will Shohei Otani decide? We got some news on that. Really the big story today, though, is Juan Soto to the Yankees. How will that impact the Dodgers? We'll get into that. But if you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification hit that like button you can follow me on x and instagram at dmac underscore la but i know you guys are waiting you're on pins and needles we'll talk a little bit about andrew friedman he spoke a little bit today and he was asked about dave roberts revealing some details from shohei otani's meeting with the dodgers we'll get into that and the implications of that is it something nothing or everything but let's dive in the comments here. Woo, DMAG. What up, Haley, over on YouTube? We need info, DMAG. That's from Trey B. We got Daniel. I am laughing at Blue Jays thinking they are the favorites to sign Otani. Yeah, we'll talk about the Blue Jays. I have some thoughts on the Blue Jays because, look, it feels like right now, and it's been reported by multiple insiders at this point. You talk to people around here. The teams that are involved. We're past the 50-yard line. I think we're in the red zone right now. And the three teams that are in the red zone are trying to cross the goal line with Otani. It's the Dodgers. It's the Blue Jays. And possibly the threat of going back to the Angels. Cubs, you're gone. They're done, right? I think the Cubs... Their team that was a finalist for Otani back in 2018. They're an iconic franchise. Financially, they're willing to invest. But I think for him, they really want to play in cold weather like that. Not a controlled environment. You're coming back from uh, injury. Didn't make a ton of sense in the world. The Giants are a team that, of course, they would love to have Shohei Otani. That's not a great park for him, in my opinion. So, look, at the end of the day, it's a Dodgers-Blue Jays race. The Angels, I do think, are still a little bit of a threat. I will say that you look at what the Angels can provide, it does feel like it would be the safe way out for him just because he has complete autonomy in Anaheim. They let him do exactly what he wants. He doesn't have to speak to the media. After starts, he speaks to the media, but that's about it. He has control of that entire team. But one, the likelihood of you winning there, it's not probable, right? Two, their facilities are archaic, right? Their facilities have not been upgraded. You compare that to what the Toronto Blue Jays are working with these days and how impressive they are. That's really the draw there. But we're going to get into it. But I want to read some comments here just because I know I've been out. I've been on the go here have been hitting these comments as much but we have tons to get into on this show because really it does feel like the final countdown is on and that really is the big news starting today and that is that john morosi reported earlier this morning in a roaring stadium 
Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. That you could possibly expect an announcement on Otani's next team by the end of the weekend. So today's Wednesday. So you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. By Monday morning, hopefully we're all celebrating Shohei Otani and Dodger Blue. Or at the very least, we have some information as to where he ultimately decided. His decision is hopefully going to be made because I don't know about you. This is getting exhausting. This is starting to get a little bit overwhelming. And then, look, I'm constantly checking my phone 24-7. But I'm not really expecting anything during the winter meetings. I'm just hoping for any type of move at this point but a couple other moves today we'll continue to talk what up eric kwan over on youtube we got nando 390 dave roberts snitching on everyone parting at the winter meetings yeah we'll talk about dave roberts don't worry we got red politics 1976 1776 doesn't even make sense for Otani to go to Toronto. He has a better team in LA and he makes a hell of a lot more money in LA. Look, I mean, that's debatable as far as the money. I think financially he's going to be compensated wherever he ends up. There are some attractive things about Toronto. If you are a Shohei Otani, we'll get into those in a second here. We got Brian Gax with up. We got Moose 1032. DMAC, you're the man. Thanks for keeping us informed. Yeah, thanks for rocking with us, guys. By the way, if you have not hit that like button, we want to keep those Otani vibes high. I want to do a Shohei Otani when we sign him, hopefully. And look, that really is the belief right now that nothing has changed. The Dodgers are still the favorite. And you look at the betting odds, they're still the favorite. You look at every insider that wants to make a prediction, that's the favorite. I joked with Jeff Passan yesterday. I said, hey, I know you got Otani to the Dodgers in your draft just ready to press send. He was just laughing about it. So, like, I think really the most important thing for this Dodgers team and this organization is just to go through the process. And it definitely feels like it's time-consuming. It's arduous. It's frustrating because you want the news now. But you have to remember, this is a once-in-a-sport type of athlete that's very thorough. He's very calculated. He's very methodical. His agent, Nez Bolello, is not going to rush to any decision with this until they feel like they've done their due diligence. And that's exactly what they are doing at the moment. That is exactly what Shohei Otani and his camp are doing. Because, look, you're going to sign a deal that's going to make history. We are less than a week away from seeing the richest contract, not just in baseball, but in sports history, signed when Shohei Otani shatters, obliterates the record. Last year, Aaron Judge, $360 million. Mike Trump out 426 million in financial commitments after the extension Otani we're talking about as my grandma would say buku bucks 550 plus million potentially now there's also some reports and some financial analysis that's been done that says look Otani you're basically getting 20 million of that compensated for due to sponsorship, due to the gate, what he does to attendance, what he does to the ratings, what he does to sponsorship, right? So if you look at that, you give him 50 plus million, you cut down 20 million, you're basically giving 30 million, right? So I think he's a guy who essentially pays for himself. And I was thinking a few minutes ago, it's, it's pretty interesting. They're Dodgers, a few, of course, they found someone who is going to help them from international sponsorships, right? Also, 
They have not added a jersey sponsor as of yet. There's not a sleeve sponsor for the Dodgers. The Angels, they sold theirs had an opt-out that if Otani didn't resign with them, that it would impact that ad sponsor. Probably makes you wonder about that. The Dodgers probably waiting on potentially signing Shohei Otani. Then you're probably going to see a jersey ad sponsor, so they're going to make that much more money. So starting to think about all these little details. So I'm not, I know it's not your money, it's not my money, and really, of course, it doesn't. It's not a huge concern because this organization, you got the historic TV deal, 8.25 billion. You second in revenue behind the Yankees. You're going to be able to afford him. That's not the issue, but it will limit possibly what you can do for superstars in the future, right? You got Mookie, you got Freddie, you got Shohei Otani as your one, two, three, and you're invested heavily in those three players. But let's talk a little bit about the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays, they're the team that is the biggest threat. They're the team that that uh, give, pose the Dodgers' biggest threat right now, and you can't take them lightly, right? There we go. You can't take them lightly, right? It's like guy versus the guy she told you not to worry about. They're the guy we need to worry about right now. And a lot of people wondering, well, the Blue Jays, really? That's the team? That's the franchise that could potentially get Otani? We got some comments here. Dan Inspiration says $50 million a year is nothing. Look at the Lakers paying Anthony Davis $62 million. LOL, so Otani is cheap compared to AD's contract. And yeah, he'd probably get north of that as well, though. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he could be looking at more money than that. If you're talking about 600 and the kind of contract you could get, I mean, maybe $60 million. Maybe you get something similar to Anthony Davis. The difference, though, is basketball players, you see them on five-year deals, right? You're seeing them not on 10-year deals. So it's a big difference there in the overall money you have to commit. But sub DMAC and the DN homies, what are the plans for the superstar big-ticket free agencies? What's the plan for the grinders like Kike and CT3, Anthony Smiley? Well, one, CT3 still under contract for a few more seasons. Two, you brought back Jason Hayward. So there's your grinder. There's your player that is not on a massive contract that's going to play a role for this team. I think Kike should be in the works. I think it really comes down to does Kike want to buy into that role where he's not going to have the option of starting, right? I think that's the big question because if Kike wants to embrace the role that the Dodgers had for him after they made the trade, I think it makes a ton of sense. You get him on $5 million per year, maybe two years, $10 million, something in that range, and then comes off the bench, has some position of versatility, clutch in the postseason, vibes are off the chart, bring the banana back. But it depends. We've been a couple weeks removed from the season now, a couple of months it feels like, and really what it comes down to is are there teams out there that are going to offer him a more prominent role like the role he was looking for when he originally left LA and signed with the Boston Red Sox. So I think the ball's in his court. I definitely think there's probably some mutual interest between the Dodgers and Kike Hernandez. But speaking of, of yeah, we'll talk about that too. I, got, I see the comments. Yankees and Padres still won't make the playoffs after this trade. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees, they are giving up a lot of their big pitching prospects potentially if you depending on who's in the final deal. I don't know if they've announced it as of the start of this show, but Give him credit. I mean, at the very least, you get Juan Soto. I, if you go back for years, I always pictured him in pinstripes. He feels like the classic New York Yankee. I think he could be a super-duper star in New York. He's already a superstar in general, but I think that he fits with the Yankees. I think that fan base would embrace him. I don't think he's going to shy away from the crowd and worry about booze or anything like that. He's someone who Scott Boer said in the press conference today, I mean, he's fared so well at Yankee 
Stadium, and he's in a contract here. He's still one of the best hitters of his generation, really off to a historic start. You haven't mentioned in the same breath as Ted Williams. So I think he's going to be fantastic in New York. Only thing is, if that team doesn't succeed, yeah, you get a compensation pick for sure, and they do have the resources to extend him. But, yeah, that's a lot of talent that they're potentially giving up. I still think it's a no-brainer. I still think if you can get Juan Soto in your New York, you got Stanton, you got Judge. I wouldn't be surprised if all those guys just came up dry in the postseason. Soto was the only guy that hit. But New York is sick and tired of it, man. I mean, a losing season. You haven't won a World Series since 2009. It feels like Hal Steinbrenner is finally loosening up those purse strings. And George Steinbrenner maybe came, maybe is influencing him more, right, from, from the baseball heavens. I mean, you never know. But I definitely think that it's a move that's going to impact the Dodgers in the sense that, yeah, the Padres – they were supposed to be this all-world team this time last year. No one would have expected the Padres to be sellers with one more year of Juan Soto. We expected that deal to give them a couple years of contention with him. You still have some pieces down there. The Bogarts deal, I don't think that's going to age well. That's going to age like 7-Eleven sushi in the sun. But you got Manny Machado. He had a down year last year. Fernando Tatis Jr., he's transitioned well to the outfield. Offensively, though, he's not the same without the ringworm cream. So, yeah, they're losing Blake Snell, Josh Hader. So that's one less team that I think the Dodgers are going to have to worry about for the division. And then you look at the... Rockies, right? Oh, man, the Rockies. Just what are they doing this offseason, man? What do their reporters even report on, really, right? Then you got the Diamondbacks, who are definitely emerging, but still the Giants, and we'll see what the Giants do. If they get Yamamoto, if they get Belly, if they get Chapman. But still, I think this does impact the Dodgers in the sense that Juan Soto going to the New York Yankees. You could potentially see them in the World Series if everything breaks right for them. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Yankees closing in on a Juan Soto trade? But uh, we got... Tickets and parking will be more expensive. That's from LBC, Gil 05. Take my money. Well, I don't pay to park anyway, but if I did, take my money, man. I said it for years. The Otani tax, I'm fine with it. Let's be clear about this. If you get Shohei Otani on your team, this Dodgers team right now, for the next four or five years, they're going to own Los Angeles. And that's saying something because it's the entertainment capital of the world. Just look at the Lakers. Lakers, they're going to Vegas for the NBA Cup. You have Anthony Davis. You have LeBron James. But LeBron James, as great as he is, he's got a few years left. Tops, right? You look at the Rams. They just won a Super Bowl. And a lot of people in L.A. have their own football team because the Rams weren't here for so long. The Rams, they can make a run next year. But still, who out there? would compete with this Dodgers team if you had Shohei Otani. It would be the hottest ticket in town. The Ravine would be sold out even more so than it already is. So factor that in as well. That It's not just Shohei Otani is a phenomenal piece that's a historically great player, that's a once-in-a-sport-level player, who yesterday Dave Roberts told us is the organization's top priority but you're also putting him in this position where you're maximizing Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. You're maximizing Will Smith and another year of Walker Buehler and Max Muncy. This team, don't kid yourself, this window is not as wide open as you might expect. This team might only have a couple more years of contention with this current core. And I think if you're Shohei Otani and you're this Dodgers organization, you've already made it clear to him that when Freddie and Mookie, if their primes start to decline, we're going to go 
go back at it. We're going to do whatever we can to get superstars. And I think that's why you also see some opt-outs in his contract, too. They'll give him some flexibility in case he does want to change to another organization if he doesn't like the way that things are going. But this guy needs to win, okay? This guy can't be a Mike Trout, okay? Mike Trout struggling in Anaheim has been terrible for baseball, Okay, the best player on the planet has not consistently been in the postseason on the biggest stage, on the brightest lights. Look, in general, fans typically just watch their regional sports teams. It's rare when the casual fan goes out there and watches a player or a team that's not theirs for the simple fact that you're playing 162 games per year. Right. That can't happen with Shohei Otani. We can't have Michael Jordan on the Clippers, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, we continue to break this down. Lots of Otani talk here on Dodgers Dugout Live here on the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well. Going to start dropping some exclusive stuff. Also, got some info on our Discord in the information section. If you want to be a part of our Discord to get exclusive content to join the community. But uh, who is the new mystery team? Long Rider. Look, I mean, the mystery team thing, I think that is a little bit of, okay, nothing's happening at the winter meetings. I mean, we heard the Braves. They snuck in early in the week. That turned out to be true. But I'm telling you, just sitting in this conference hall, you got people over there looking for stuff, hungry, starving for things to talk about. Look, say what you want about Dave Roberts, but Dave Roberts gets the game ball for yesterday because he gave the media something to talk about because there have not been very many significant transactions. Thankfully, you're going to get something once out of the Yankees. That's a definitely a earth-shattering move, in my opinion, considering his stature. If it wasn't for Otani, that could have been the biggest story this offseason. We consider the market size of the player that he is, but... I think at the end of the day, to think that Shohei Otani, who's as calculated as he is, who has known about this for quite some time, who reportedly showed interest and expressed interest in the Dodgers and the Blue Jays during the trade deadline, to think there's some like mystery team, like it's the Padres. I mean, look, the Padres, West Coast, I get it, this and that. Can you win there next year? No. Have they ever won? No. I mean, the thing that always scares you about Otani, though, I will say, and it's something that you always have to consider is this guy shocked the world when he chose the angels back when he chose the angels. I mean, there was talk that the Mariners were in the mix and that the Mariners and angels, they were able to get some international money towards the end. And the angels put themselves in a position where Billy Epler did everything in his, in his power to get him to Anaheim. And there was a, there was a story where the Eagles were practicing at angel stadium and they snuck him over there to tour the facility. And as he was driving away, Nez Bolello, he called Epler and said, Otani chose you. You guys are the ones we picked. So you just never know with Otani and also his manager when he was in Japan, he always encouraged him to dare to walk down a path Nobody has taken. So that's what his manager told him back when he was 18. He was considering going to the show back then. Instead, he went to the ham fighters. So dare to walk down a path that nobody's taken. But let's continue on here. Otani talk here on Dodgers Dugout Live. Top of the show, we mentioned John Morosi, who I spoke to a couple times. 
he's on it, man. This guy is on fire, and he reported that we could see a decision on Shohei Otani, an announcement at some point this weekend. So that would mean that it's after the winter meeting. So Ryan Dempster just reported there's a last-minute surprise team that gets involved with Otani. Rick Lola, what's up, DMAC? Listening from my office in Torrance Day. What up, Rick? How you doing, my guy? Sorry to your boss right there for hurting your productivity, but it's all good. Times it over there. So three, two fifty four, something like that. Uh, Blue Jay stings. D Mac to go. What up, Lizez? Over on YouTube. Appreciate you rocking with us here in the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. The Dodgers need Yamamo. That's from Kenneth. So the Yankees are involved. The Mets. Went all the way to scout him personally. The Giants have been the trendy pick this week here at the winter meetings for Yamamoto. Yesterday, Dave Roberts was asked if the Dodgers had met with him, and his answer was no. He said he's seen a lot of video of him, which leads me to believe that they're considering him. I don't think that the signing of Otani precludes them from signing a Yamamoto. I also asked Scott Boris today about... Blake Snell, and if Blake Snell is the most dominant pitcher, I asked if the Dodgers have shown any interest. He kind of dodged that question and just answered it by saying that Blake Snell is the most dominant pitcher. He also told me that Jordan Montgomery has less mileage on his arm than a Yamamoto. So felt like Boris was taking a little bit of a shot at him and trying to talk about his stature and his frame. So I thought that was just an agent being an agent, but of course the Dodgers need starting pitching. Of course they do. It has to happen. We'll get to that in just a second here. But I want to talk a little more about Otani and the Blue Jays. We got Bring Belly back. You know, we'll talk about Cody Bellinger in a little bit. But uh, we got Eric Brewer. Still doesn't address the face. They need pitching. Not going anywhere with that. Yeah, like I've said this whole time. To get Otani, it's like getting a... Lamborghini, but you don't have a functioning toilet, right? And they know that. The organization knows that. Dave Roberts said yesterday that you not not only need one, you need potentially two frontline starters to this rotation. So the way I look at it, just in a nutshell, you've heard some more reports about Lucas Giolito. John Morosi reported that there's five teams in the mix for Lucas Giolito. One of those teams is the Dodgers. He makes sense not as your first-tier frontline guy. He's a high upside guy that could have nights where he's pitching like a two or a one. But that, to me, is a deal that is something in the ballpark of two years, maybe just over $40 million, with an opt-out with the hope that he pitches well his first year and then re-enters free agency when he's just over 30 and signs a deal similar to what Montgomery or Aaron Nola signed. I mean, that's got to be the best-case scenario if you are Lucas Giolito's camp right now. Couple more. We got Dodgers already own LA. Julie, I'm not saying they don't already own LA. We know this. It's a Laker town. It's a Dodgers town, right? The Dodgers don't take a back seat. But just so you know, we are. It's a what a time to be alive situation, right? I mean, if you get Shohei Otani, this is peak Dodger baseball as far as international, as far as domestic interest. Okay, you guys are hardcore, man. You guys are hardcore. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and we're watching a live stream talking Dodger baseball. Well, I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about the casual fan. I've asked every single person here, whether it be in Ubers or restaurants, and the only baseball player that they can name right now is Shohei Otani because they've heard about this guy and all the hoopla surrounding him. 
his brand recognition is powerful. But so talk a little bit about the Blue Jays. A lot of people are wondering what it is about the Blue Jays that makes them a potential threat. Well, one, Otani loves playing in domes. He loves playing in controlled environments. If you look at his OPS at Rogers Center, I mean, he has a really, really good OPS, right? He's got a... He has a 1139 OPS. 1139 OPS, right? 1139 OPS. Everyone's talking about that. Rogers Center, he crushes, he rakes. How come no one's mentioning his OPS at Dodger Stadium? You know what that is? 1136. He's also said in the past he loves playing at Dodger Stadium. The weather is warm. I don't think that's going to be a huge factor. I think he'll be able to crush it at Dodger Stadium. Now, they are making some adjustments to Roger Center where it makes it easier for a left-handed hitter. Potentially, you can see a little bit of spike, but someone like Otani, you're not worried about that. That's like if... Giannis Antetokounmpo is worried about the rim being 10 feet tall. It's like these guys know that they're going to have success no matter what the conditions are. But it's about, the, it's about to me, the pitching and the control environment. Also, too, it has similarities to the Sapporo Dome where he played in the Ham Fighters in the MPB. So the Sapporo Dome and the Rogers Center, you can see the similarities there. That's for sure. And I'm sure that's a small factor, and there's no doubt about that. And look, make no mistake about it. He's crushed it in Toronto. He slashed 326, 466, 674. He's had a ton of success there, but you're Shohei Otani, right? I mean, you're going to have success because of your Otani, not because of the stadium. But the facilities, a lot of people have made a big note about that. And I think the most compelling thing and the most telling thing really about the facilities is the fact that you saw the flight trackers and that the Toronto Blue Jays brass has been noticeably absent from the winter meetings because they have been meeting with Shohei Otani in Florida, doing it in Florida at their facilities. And yes, they recently spent $100 million on a state-of-the-art facility, has all the bells and whistles, and they're also in the process of upgrading their stadium. They're pouring money into that. So yeah, from a facility standpoint, Toronto is going to be a one. They have a lot for players to optimize everything they have. And look, Shoei Otani, he's a guy, LA Nightlife, you're not going to see him at the club, man. You're not going to see him on Sunset Boulevard, right? You're not going to see him popping bottles. He's not going to be out there on the red carpet scene at the Academy Awards, at movie premieres, right? Maybe if they do a movie about him and someone plays him, maybe that. But he's someone that does two things. Baseball and train, and then train in baseball. This guy is obsessed with his success. He's obsessed with his sport. And what comes with that is you want the best facilities possible. And I think that, in my opinion, the Dodgers, look, I've seen their facilities. They're really good. And they're not like the Angels where they're really archaic and they definitely need to be upgraded. It'd be interesting to see if Nez Bolello, Otani's agent, made any thing clear to this Dodgers team about their facilities and how they feel about them. But I don't think that's going to be a deal breaker. I truly don't. I think that you look at the what the Dodgers can give him, the guarantee they're going to make the postseason, right? It's just be honest. Like, there's something, death taxes the Dodgers in the postseason. They made the postseason last 11 straight seasons. That's up there with the Braves of the 90s, the 90s and 2000s Yankees, right? There's only three teams in the history of baseball that have had this level of perennial postseason consistency, the Yankees, Braves, and now the Dodgers. So there's that. Gives them a chance to win. And let's just be honest. I know that 
that in Toronto, it's an international city. I know that you have a burgeoning Japanese community there. I understand that you are the team of a nation. There's no question about that. But the Toronto Blue Jays could win the next five straight World Series titles with Shohei Otani, and they would not be an iconic franchise like the Dodgers. Okay, What the Dodgers have achieved as a franchise and an organization goes past just wins and losses on the field. Okay, we're talking about Jackie Robinson. We're talking about moments that have transcended the sport. We're talking about the iconic Dodgers script. We're talking about the wedding gown white jerseys that are whiter and crispier than any uniforms in the land. Right. So having Otani on the Dodgers, to me, I understand the argument from teams out there that say it's not good for baseball in the sense that you have such a stacked deck that. Yeah, you maybe want to spread those superstars out. But as far as global appeal, I'd argue that the Los Angeles Dodgers, outside of maybe the New York Yankees, are the place that he needs to be. I would even argue that the Dodgers over the Yankees just because of, look, I've talked to people in Japan, scouts in Japan and people over there, and they tell me that the Dodger hat's the hat you see, right? And the Dodge, Japanese fans, I see them in the comments. They get me on Twitter. They want to see him in Dodger blue. So what that would do, not only for this franchise, but for this entire sport, I think it would be great for the game in general. So I think that's where it needs to be. Now, a couple other notes on Otani is let's talk about the meeting once again. Let's talk about the meeting yesterday. I was sitting right there. I asked Dave about when they're going to there. When, when is he expecting this, this decision for Otani? And Dave told me that, that they're not going to put his feet to the fire. He'll make a decision when they are ready. But he said soon he's expecting sometime soon. So what does that mean? Hopefully this weekend. But of course, the talk yesterday was about Dave Roberts saying a little too much. Right. He could have just smiled and he could have said no comment. And then he, of course, he allowed the media's in on the process a little bit. He let the cat out of the bag. He said, one, they met at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Two, it was two to three hours. Three, no players were present. Four, he thinks that it went well. Five, he said that he didn't want to be dishonest and lie and wanted to answer a question with honesty. Now, I got news for you, Dave. I don't have a massive issue with what you did because I have talked to people today in the know that tell me that this is not going to impact Shohei Otani signing or not signing with the Dodgers. It's just not. If you want to think that, that's fine. I'm here to let you know it's not. And Dave Roberts answered a question honestly. I think it's a stand-up move, right? But I will say I would have had no issue, and I think if you really want to just keep everything completely buttoned up, you could have smiled and laughed and said no comment and if you have an issue with lying, if you say no comment, you're not lying. So that's the thing with Dave. I've also heard some other stuff, too, about basically Dave talking about Mookie in second base, right? And Mookie getting the starting second baseman job and being the everyday second baseman. How does that impact the trade market for Michael Bush? Trade market for Miguel Vargas, and that's not really what you want to do as an organization. If you're out there saying Mookie's our everyday starting second baseman, to me, I'm saying, no, we got a starting basement, second baseman, Michael Bush. We have a starting second baseman, Miguel Vargas, right? Okay. White Sox, Dylan Cease. 
Brewers, Corbin Burns, Willie Adamas, right? So you just never want to do anything that would give up even 1% of leverage, right? So love Dave, but sometimes feels like he starts to go off and he can't help himself. And after the press conference, there was some talk that Dave was looking at his phone. He got a text message and that he was talking to the PR people from the staff. I was right there. I didn't get the vibe that he was in trouble or anything like that. But I definitely think there was communication and there had to have been because Brandon Gomes said an hour later that he felt it was surprising. He said he was surprised that he said that. And then today, Andrew Freeman told the media that he was surprised as well, and he said they, quote, had a good conversation and that he'll leave it at that. So that feels like your boss kind of grilling you, man. That feels like, hey, let's have, a, let's have a little chat. Walk with me. Walk with me and talk with me. And I don't anticipate Dave Roberts saying very many things. I have people out there. I, I get it. I get it. People saying leaks this, leaks that. You don't want to leak anything. To me, it's not as much of a leak as much as it is answer your question. Honestly, I think a leak would have been if Dave Roberts is telling people on the side after the meeting had occurred at Dodger Stadium. And by the way, we also learned that it happened on Friday at Dodger Stadium and that they had canceled the tours that day and they had canceled the store. They had closed the top of the park store at Dodger Stadium. So if you're going to get some Dodger gear that day and you're wondering why it was closed, now you know. But uh, yeah, I want to continue to get your thoughts on this. I find it very fascinating because I've had people out there, they're definitely not happy with Dave. And like I said, I get it. I understand the frustration. And there is a faction of Dodgers fans that if for whatever reason Otani doesn't sign with the Dodgers, you are going to blame Dave Roberts. And you guys always say, You'd blame him for the sinking of the Titanic, right? And I had someone tell me, okay, it's just a leak. How did a leak work out for the Titanic, right? So it's very interesting. But uh, go to Blue Jays, and he will be disarmed and harmless to us. That's from Raymond. I think the Blue Jays signed only one. DMAC, have you heard anything about Jocktober in Nashville? The Giants are resigning Dave Vassay on uh, AM570 Dodger Talk, he's mentioned Jock Peterson as a possibility. Dave Roberts said on Dodger Talk that he loves Jock Peterson, the way he can hit against right-handed pitching. It does feel like at least there's some mutual interest there. I mean, I don't know if they want to go full, get the band back together and the boys back in town thing. But, yeah, Jock Peterson, man, I love me some Jocktober, man. I would love to have him back in Dodger Blue, but you do have some lefties. But... We get, uh, what up, Tim Rogers? My guy, I always represented, man. Oh, you know, my guy, Scott Boy. I don't know, man. Scott kind of dodged my Dodgers uh, interest, but uh, that guy's a pro. Scott Boris is definitely a pro, man. That that was a, a very intense scrum, man, because you have have you have people from all, every single media outlet just trying to, trying to get in on some questions with him. But, uh, yeah, Scott Boris, man, you could tell. I think uh, J.P. Hornster, he, he tweeted me something. That uh, that someone had tweeted that says, you know, wouldn't it be? It was uh, who tweeted this? It was Andrew Bagley tweeted. Nez breaking the Otani signing just as Boris begins his annual session would be the biggest agent flex ever. Yeah, that would have been absolutely historic. But hi, D Mac. I have a question. All this talk about the Dodgers being out of the Otani race, but I'm not so sure what your thoughts on. It. I don't think I've seen that anywhere unless that's been something that's been reported during this live stream. So we are live here on Dodgers dugout live so that to my knowledge, they are absolutely still 
all in on Shohei Otani. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts literally said yesterday to um, to uh, um, yesterday that Dave Roberts said it was a top priority. Dave Luna, D-Mac, do you think personally it was worth a trek? Absolutely, man. Nashville, I mean, you learn all kinds of stuff, man. You learn all kinds of stuff, meeting people here, just kind of filling the, the vibes out. The insiders are all around. And yeah, I mean, look, it's been pretty uneventful. There's no question about it. But I still think that just being there yesterday and kind of getting the pulse of where this organization stands, you can feel... There's a energy to it where they know this is go time. They know, like I said, we're in the red zone. This is the final countdown. The Otani news is very, very imminent as far as the big, <laughs> excuse me, guys, as far as the big picture. We're not talking about years and months like we have been for a long time. We're talking about days at this point. So I think it's definitely, definitely worth it for sure. I would, I would definitely, um, and I met a lot of you guys out here too who have been here which is really cool to, to meet you guys in person. So, yeah, I really appreciate the love and all you guys support the show. So, yeah, I definitely recommend it. Nashville, I mean, I still got to go out and get a pop in the Grand Ole Opry and the gang. But, uh, yeah, it's been uh, – hopefully we get something, man. Hopefully – I mean, at the very least, let's get the uh, the Soto news just for the betterment of baseball to get something. That's also something I actually want to talk about and touch on for a quick second. But just to kind of, like, tie up on that, I look – I think that Otani has known for a long time. I think that Otani – has designs of winning a championship and multiple championships. He wants to have the very best career that he can have. And I think there's only a handful of organizations that check off every box and the Dodgers are absolutely that. Now he's someone, like I said, who has shocked the world in the past. He could do it again, but I still think the Dodgers have done everything in their power. That's why I can sleep soundly at night because I don't think there's a world where Otani's camp has made a request for the Dodgers and the Dodgers have said no, right? I think it's been yes, 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 and yes. Money, yes. Opt-outs, yes. Roll, yes. Any questions, answer them thoroughly. Dr. Neil Elitrach, that's your doctor. He's rolling with us, right? Postseason, we're there every year. Have we struggled? Sure, you can be the missing piece. You can get us over the hump. You can get this team. Everyone talks about, oh, the everyone always talks about okay he can do something that's never been done right he can do something that's never been done and and go to the toronto blue jays what are they talking about do people not know the history of the toronto blue jays okay i mean the toronto blue jays are a proud franchise the toronto blue jays are a team that has some history i mean they're a team that literally has two world series titles they went back to back in 92 93 he can give the dodgers fans a parade that they haven't had since 1988, okay? Toronto Blue Jays, they had a parade in 1993. Dodgers have one, have one since 1988, okay? So if it's the growth of the game, the Dodgers make the most sense. So I think at the end of the day, that's why I have a lot of confidence in this team just because everyone you talk to, there's not one person here that I've came across, insider types and those guys that think that he's not going to go to the Dodgers. Now, I will also say that sometimes I'll look at these people and I'll think to myself, oh, man, does this guy even know, right? Because it feels like of any free agent we've ever seen that they have kept things close to the vest with Otani better than any mega superstar that's ever been a free agent, essentially in sports history, right? So there's that, and there's a lot of unknown for sure and uncertainty, but still at the end of the day, the fact that we know, one, he's their top priority, 
That tells you everything you need to know. He's their top priority. He's number one. Last year, they didn't say Aaron Judge was their top priority, right? Last year, they didn't say Carlos Correa was their top priority, right? They didn't even say Freddie Freeman was their top priority, right? The Dodgers, the team that has the deepest pockets, unmatched resources, has said that this player is their top priority. It feels like to me that they're going to stop at nothing. Just look at, go back and look at when I showed Andrew Friedman the picture of Otani wearing a Dodgers uniform. He was smiling from ear to ear. You could feel it. He was giddy. And you've heard the reports he's obsessed with him. So that's why I'm still very confident at the end of the day, I think he ends up in LA with the Dodgers. And look, I'm going to try to manifest that and keep the positive vibes going. That's what I think. That's I truly believe that this organization is confident. And if it doesn't happen, we're going to have that conversation. Because if it doesn't happen, what's wrong with the pitch? What's wrong with the facilities? What's wrong with the team? Right? Are there issues? Where they, do they lowball? Right? Those questions. I don't think there's any issues with anything. But it just, look, at the end of the day, he's a free agent, and it's his decision. And that's what I want to transition to next, because we're going to talk about Cody Bellinger. What up, DMAC? What up, Vitamin M97? Yeah, right. He's going to be a Dodger from Javier. We got Daniel Hernandez, Otani to Toronto. Otani to Toronto. Hey, look, it could happen. Drake lives in L.A., Nando 390. It could happen. I'm not saying that it couldn't. Look, this is sports. For anyone out there to say unequivocally, 100% this and that. Like, you're just making stuff up. And I'm not in the business of just making stuff up. I'm just trying to give my thought. Uh, D-back, that doesn't mean... I don't know what you're referring to, but I'd be interested to say. Uh, Blue Jays, always a losing team. Yeah, I mean, look at this Blue Jays team. I mean, in recent history, yes, you have Bichette. Yes, you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Guerrero Jr., he's trending in the wrong direction. Bo Bichette, he's definitely a really good player. They have a really good lineup, for sure. They definitely have a good lineup. Do they have the pitching? That's kind of my question. If you look at the success that they've had in recent history, I mean, they're 0-6 in their last six playoff games. I mean, you've won 91, 92, 89 games. Yeah, been a great team. So I don't think that that's the deal. But he's staying in L.A. from Javier. DMAC, we need Phil Bigford. That's a fire take. Fire take. Yamoto going to the Mets. I think that's definitely a possibility. Dave Roberts told media about the Soto trade to Nando 390. Roberts will be blamed regardless. Yeah, no. You know, if, even if they get Otani, we'll blame Roberts for Otani not announcing sooner, right? Uh, DMAC, do you think we are better off signing Yamamoto and a pitcher with team control than spend so much on Otani? Darwin, look, the reality is they can get multiple ace-level pitchers with the prospect capital they do have. And really, the Rule 5 draft, that was uneventful today. I mean, last year, of course, you know, you lost Noda and Jose Hernandez, Gus Varland, and now I'm getting Varland back. But you lose Carson Taylor, the catcher. He's now a member of the Phillies organization. Darlin Pinales is on the Diamondbacks organization, but just kind of getting me thinking about prospects and who they need to trade. Well, the reports today are that the Dodgers are still in on Dylan Cease. And there was also a report from Ken Rosenthal this morning about the Dodgers still in on Corbin Burns and Willie Adamas. So that makes you wonder if Gavin Lux is on the block. That makes you wonder who they're willing to trade. Now, I think they're absolutely going to trade for one of these guys. Don't forget Tyler Glasnow. I'd be shocked if the Dodgers don't end up with one of Glasnow, Burns, or Cease, right? Now, the Blake Snell, 
I don't know if that's going to happen, right? I don't know if the Dodgers are going to pull the trigger on a Blake Snell. Scott Boris, I asked him if he was the best pitcher in this current free agent class. He told me he was the most dominant. I think that's a fair assessment. I think we look at the track record, the strikeout rate, his ability to take over games when he's on. I don't disagree with that sentiment, but that's a tough one to assess. You got Jordan Montgomery. Now, Yamamoto is, is one that it feels like the fact that yeah, Dave Roberts said they had met with him. He hasn't met with anyone, right? He's going to be with other teams when he's coming next week. So I'm sure that could potentially heat up. I will say if Otani goes to the Blue Jays, the Dodgers will have so much money to spend. I wouldn't be shocked if they matched or got close to where the Mets are at financially with an offer. But like I said months ago, if you've been watching the show, all it takes is for Stephen Cohen to wake up one morning and use that FU money and say, I want X player and just make a ridiculous offer. We call it the Cohen tax for a reason. He can flex that financial muscle. So now do I think it's more important? No, I think if you can get Otani, it's like when you have a trade, right? If you have a trade, the team that gets the best player wins. Case in point, just look at the Verdugo trade to the Yankees, right? Look at that trade for Mookie Betts and the Red Sox, right? Jeter Downs, Connor Wong, I mean, guys guys like that, right? You always win you when you sign the best player, when you trade for the best player, right? I mean, you look at um, the... Uh, the, the players that are involved in some of these deals, I, I don't think that it's a situation where you have time and patience with them considering how good now this organization is. Now, another name that was brought up today, of course, is Lucas Giolito. Now, Lucas Giolito is a name that I think the Dodgers are heavily involved in, in my opinion. I mean, we talked about on this show a couple times early on in the game as someone that you could get great value from just because he did have a down year. And I think using his past performance last year as a reason as to why he wouldn't in Dodger Blue, I think that's it runs counter to where the focus should be. Because you should focus on the fact that the fact that he had a bad year means that you can get him at a discount, which means that you can get more depth on your pitching staff and get some guy that has some upside. Now, he also had a really good start of the year last year. I mean, first half of the season, he had a, a 379 ERA. He had 131 punch-outs. He's a guy that consistently can get you 200 punch-outs. He just struggled with the White Sox towards the end. He struggled with the Angels. The Guardians, his first four starts with the Guardians, he was really solid, and he gave up 10 runs in his last two starts, so really inflated his ERA. But Guardians, he had a 7.04 ERA, six starts, allowed 11 home runs. And then with the Angels, six starts, he had a 6.89 ERA, allowed 10 bombs, so he definitely struggled with the Angels, the Guardians, but he did show some flashes in there to let you know that he's still young enough and his stuff still can be improved upon to the point where I think that Lucas Giolito gets my stamp of approval as far as if I had to pick between him or a, a Lugo type, right? I think Lucas Giolito also friends with Shohei Otani. Everyone's freaking out that Logan Webb is followed by Otani. Well, guess what? Lucas Giolito is already followed by Otani. He's a CAA guy as well, I believe, too. So I think Giolito makes a ton of sense. They're definitely friends. Why not? Uh, let's do some more, guys. Um, Daniel, let's make some trades for proven talent. I hear so many people saying, don't trade this and that, but cry when we eliminated. Besides Bobby, everyone should be available. I could not agree with you anymore. Fire take, comment of the day. 
whatever you want. I mean, I agree. I mean, look, I think you look at those outfield spots and you bring back Jason Hayward on a $9.5 million deal. And look, I don't think you can afford to put him in a platoon situation with DeLuca, even if you think that, yeah, definitely for sure. Has upside potential. Michael Bush Vargas upside potential. I think he'd be better suited getting an everyday outfielder that you wouldn't have to worry about, right? And the free agent market, Tiosca Hernandez, Guriel, you got some names out there. A Rosarena, I think, makes the most sense. We talked about that one for weeks now. But you're definitely going to have to add another bat. And they talked about that yesterday. I mean, you're going to add another right-handed bat with some pop. And you can find that in the outfield. That's absolutely where you want to target. That's also one, too, that you can get during the season. I mean, how many times we look at Tommy Pham last year, right? He was excellent for the Diamondbacks. Had some rough series, but he was a really, really good trade piece, and he's an outfielder. It's easier to find an outfielder with pop than it is to find an infielder with pop. And having Mookie Betts there is definitely a benefit. By the way, though, like I told you, that's another thing that apparently they weren't happy about Dave kind of spilling the beans on. But, uh, yeah, the issue – so I got – is there an update on Dylan Cease? So the issue with Dylan Cease is the asking price is incredibly high. It's incredibly high for Dylan Cease, and that's why you're not seeing any traction. Russell Dorsey tweeted out, according to more, multiple sources, one name that will not be moved in a potential deal is right-hander Bobby Miller, who the Dodgers have no interest in moving. The White Sox have been looking to add arms this winter. You'd also tweet, the Dodgers have been the most active team at the winter meetings. In addition to Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto, they are very much in on White Sox starter Dylan Cease. According to industry sources, the price remains extremely high for Cease, but the two sides have been talking. So one lets you know that it's not just about Otani, right? They're not just focused right there. They're focusing on multiple things. They are very aware that you got to get a starting pitcher of ace caliber through trade and maybe sign one. But at the end of the day, you need multiple starters. And I think Dylan Cease is someone that they love the fact that he has two years of team control, gives you some protection next year. If you lose Walker Bueller, you're trying to continue with this rotation moving forward. So it just comes down to prospect capital. And I think they're slow playing it a little bit. There's been talk that the Reds are a team that's involved. The Braves were the trendy favorite that we heard a few days ago that maybe they weren't as involved as many expected. But still, look, the Dodgers Dodgers have quality prospects, and they not only have quality prospects, you have quality prospects that you need to move because that 40-man roster is over capacity, and you really need to cash in on. They are diminishing assets, right? They are assets that you need to flip because they're not getting any younger, and their stock is going to decline. So Dylan Cease is someone that I would love. I mean, Cease or Burns, any of them. Give me both of them. Give me one of them. Give me Burns. Give me Cease. If I had my pick, I've wanted Burns for a long time. I think that Cease, of course, that 220 ERA, was that an outlier season? It was. Burns is the more proven commodity. Cease, I still think, has tons of upside and the potential to be a top 10, 15 starter if everything's right. And I trust his organization to optimize his skill set. But, yeah, as far as the trade market, Dodgers are cooking, man. Don't mistake lack of activity as far as what you're seeing for the Dodgers just sitting on their hands. They're not. They're out there, and they are in communications with these teams, and I think that uh, it's just a matter of time. What all happens, it's it's going to be wild. But, uh, yeah, let's go back down below in the comments section 
and uh, yeah, we'll keep you keep you updated. But he's gonna announce where he's gonna play this weekend. From Javier Mora. Yeah, speaking of that announcement. So speaking of that announcement, I've seen multiple reports now where people are saying Shohei Otani being secretive, right? Cloak and dagger secrecy, right? The, the secrecy is hurting Major League Baseball. That's bad for the sport. Now, is it good for the sport? I don't know. I think the intrigue, the secrecy adds more mystique to Otani, right? You got people tracking his flights. You got people hanging on to every single morsel, every breadcrumb that they can get. They're hanging on to it for dear life. Now, could it be good for the game? I mean, so what would that even entail? What would that even entail? So would it be that great for the game if on Monday yet insiders all tweeting the same thing but in different words? Oh, Otani's meeting with the Giants today. Oh, next day, Otani's meeting with the Dodgers today. Oh, Otani's meeting with the Blue Jays today. Was that is that gonna make baseball bigger than the NFL? Right? Is that gonna make baseball bigger than soccer in Europe? I don't know. I mean, is that really gonna move the needle? In my opinion, the answer is no. I don't think that I think that's frustrated sports writers that want something to build upon. And I understand that too. We all got a job to do. I get it. But I just don't think that that moves the needle for the game as much as many people believe, right? I think that what Otani does for the game as a player is much more important than him making his free agency some type of circus. Because my counterpoint to that is look at LeBron James. LeBron James's legacy has been crystal clear. Right? It's an unblemished resume, an unblemished legacy, except for one thing in the eyes of a lot of people. And what is that? The decision. Everyone still frowns upon the decision. You had LeBron James. You had Jim Gray. It was on ESPN. All the proceeds were going to go to the Boys and Girls Club of America. He was set to announce either the Knicks, the Heat, go back to Cleveland. He ends up going to the Heat. Now, a lot of people had an issue with that because the Heat were the Heatles, right? You're joining Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. We've never seen a super team of that magnitude. And people to this day criticize LeBron James for that. But now you want Shohei Otani, a guy who has shown us that he's extremely private and secretive. You want him to make his free agency announcement a circus? Why? Why are we trying to force people to be inauthentic to themselves? If it was authentic to him, then fine. Sure. Do it. Go on live TV. Have the hat set out like it's a college recruitment. Have a Dodger hat. Have a Blue Jay hat. Have a Braves hat. Have a Cubs hat. Have a Giants hat. And then... Otani can pick up the hat of the Blue Jays and pretend like he's going to put it on only to throw it around and then peel off his shirt and it'd be a Dodgers jersey. Fine. Do it like that if you want, but that's not who this guy is. That's not how he lives his life. That's not how he handles his career, and that's part of the reason why he has reached the height that he has. That's part of the reason why he is, in my opinion, the most unique player that this game has ever seen because he does things his way. And you have to respect that. It's called free agency for a reason. He doesn't even need to have anything. All this leak stuff and this and that, that's a media reporting that too. We don't know if that's Otani being petty. At the end of the day, they don't owe us anything for that. They really don't. What Otani owes us is what he does on the field in between the lines. And for me, having a guy go out there and pitch like a Cy Young winner 
and in that same game go in the box and and do what he does right and then go hit a home run look at his, his game against Detroit this year right you got a dominant performance by day dominant performance by night in the box to me that's much more important to the game than just having some contrived media circus just to get clicks and just to try to go out there and find a way to say oh the Giants are me-. What, what is that going to do for anyone knowing he's we know he's meeting with all these teams we know he is what is he just going to sign up the team without meeting with them we know it right so let me know, though. Oh, we got Jim Riley, ball cap sports. Man, I love Jim Riley, man. This guy's energy reps the entire league, which I respect, which is not easy. I don't. By the way, I don't know if you're still watching this, Jim, but I, I've been watching your show the last couple of days. I love how you have the resort that we're at as your green screen background. Attention to detail, man. I respect that. I got my, my hotel room happening here. But I want your takes on that, guys. That the fact that people are frustrated with Otani. Look, make your decision. We get it. But look, even if he makes a decision this week, we're still in early December. It's not like he Bryce Harpered us all the way up to spring training, right? We've seen worse. We've seen longer, longer, longer decisions and things drawn out much longer than we're seeing with uh, with Shohei Otani. But uh, sub DMAC, I'm going to do just comments here, guys, but that's pretty much what you need to know. The number one thing is uh, Soto to the Yankees. Have we had an announcement yet? Because, geez, Otani is a prima donna, dictates everything to the team and does what he wants. He puts himself above his teammates, which possibly causes some resentment. We don't need him that's from john jordan look for me i respect every single person's take in the chat i respectfully disagree with that i don't necessarily think he's a prima donna i think that he is meticulous and routine oriented to a t almost to a fault now here's the reality superstars get superstar treatment you don't treat all your players the same right phil jackson let dennis rodman go to vegas right during the year, during the season, right? Playoffs, right? Otani is someone that I don't think he's above his teammates, but hey, when you can do the things that he can do, you're going to get more money. You're going to get a better locker spot, right? You're going to get some comforts and some control that, look, we don't, no one knows what it's like to be Otani, man. To be someone that if you go out in public, I call, it's the mall, I call it the mall test, most stars in this league, if they go to a mall, they can go into some of these stores and shop around this and that. Otani can't. He's that big of a star. I think in L.A., though, I mean, you got stars all over the place. There's superstars everywhere. I think that he can find his neighborhood, of course, where he can coexist. He's already proven that in Anaheim. But look, when the sun goes down, if he's not playing a game, he's resting. The guy sleeps 14 hours a day. So I wouldn't say that. I mean, from most accounts, any information about him being a teammate is positive. Lucas Giolito talked about it, that he uses translator. They'll talk about things. He plays a lot of video games. So I think, look, the most important thing is to be a great teammate, you help your team win. And his what he can do on the field on a team that actually has depth and peace around him, we just have not seen. So we just don't know. Andrew Freeman primed to screw the pooch. That's from Johnny Owen. Moose 1032. Jays have pitching. That's one thing they do have. They do, but I mean, are we talking about, I mean, do you truly believe that that team is built to win the World Series next year? I mean, anyone can win the World Series if you make it to the postseason, but I think you can guarantee perennial 
postseason appearances with LA and I think that it's tough to assess LA's roster with Otani right now when they haven't made their pitching signings and they haven't made their trades for some of these pitchers that are available. The Blue Jays, they're not in the mix for the Yamotas of the world and they're not in the mix for the Ceases and the Burnses and the Glasnows of the world. But uh, here we go. Otani just signed with the Jays. That's from Prad Ineski. Man, you should, man I, I, you should get banned for that. <laughs> I don't know. Did he? <laughs> That'd be crazy. I'm pretty sure my phone would, right next to me would have would be blown up here. I probably sure. I probably hear some screaming in this. Uh, I like hearing overconfident. Dog. I don't feel like we're overconfident at all. I mean, I really don't. I think we're just kind of reading the tea leaves. Like I said, it would not shock me. I wouldn't be absolutely shocked if it happened because Otani chose the Angels when no one expected him to. Blue Jays fans go. I like how we represent the Blue Jays fans, though. Respect you guys. Breaking news. Lucas just gave up a home run. That's from Justin Opinion. A couple more here, guys. Uh, what up, Diane Schroeder? What up, Ryan Montes? Honestly, Otani signing with the Dodgers could make baseball bigger than baseball. That's a interesting take right there, guys. But a couple more here. I'll be live later, so be on the lookout. We're going to go live later at the hotel during the winter meetings with the YOLO box. Be on the lookout for that. Nando, DMAC, how much hate will Otani get at Dodger Stadium if he doesn't sign with the Dodgers? I'm not sure you'll see hate, like booze, like a Correa type. It would be interesting. I'm not sure. How could you boo a guy, though? How could you? It's not like he did anything to the Dodgers, right? It's free agency, man. Like I said, he's like a college five-star recruit that's taking all of his college visits right now. So, at the end of the day, it's his decision. Like Dave Roberts said, he's a man. you got to respect that decision. We got um, uh, Canada. What up? We got... Uh, come show a Tani. <laughs> uh... Let's come more here, guys. Is Mookie's a two? So, right, Carla, I mean, you, re, you got Hayward right now, but you're going to find a right handed bat that's going to be a platoon partner at some point. I meant bigger than football. Okay, cool. I get what you're saying, Ryan. D-Mac, he will get booze from Salty fans. I think Salty fans, you might see a handful. Maybe it's a, a playful booth. I don't think it'll be anything malicious like we've seen with some of the Astros trash can banging. Join and lay D-Mac, do you really think? It gets announced by Monday, Dylan McKay. I mean, I have to believe that it probably does. I don't know what else there is to do. It's not like teams are going to push back on nego- if there were So if you had multiple teams that had some leverage on him, I would say, yeah, maybe. But I think that this is a guy that's such a unique free agent in the sense that he can get whatever his asking price is. What are we actually waiting for other than him to make a decision? And, I mean, when he chose the Angels, he had his agent call him and say, okay, we picked you, right? And it came after a visit to their stadium when the Philadelphia Eagles were using it. So I think that he probably already knows. He already has a really good idea, if not 100% knows where he's at. I don't think that yesterday with Dave Roberts had anything to do with it. I don't think that that's going to affect his signing at all whatsoever. I think that he wants to win. He wants to feel comfortable, wants to get paid. But even then, I mean, look, you're talking about a guy that had he just waited two more years and not came over when he did, he could have got 200 plus million, right? He could have been the Yamamoto this year. He wants to win. He wants to be the very best baseball player that he can possibly be. I think the Dodgers give him the best chance at doing just that. But that's going to do it for this episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. We'll be back with you guys later. So definitely leave a like for your L.A. Dodgers. And we're going to keep you posted with all the latest news and rumors here live from Nashville, Tennessee at the MLB Winter Meetings. Hopefully we get something. We'll talk some Cody Bellinger later. Hopefully some Juan Soto. Some more thoughts on how the Juan Soto trade could impact the Dodgers. Chris, Randy Rose, Randy would be a great addition 
addition to the outfield. Absolutely. He would be such a star. I said a few weeks ago that as great as Otani is, Randy Rose Reina's charisma in the outfield, I think they would get equal cheers during certain nights. He's so big. But, Matthew, thank you guys. Get some pitching, please. Yeah, we're going to spend some more in-depth episodes on pitching and everything, but tonight really was about kind of the response to Friedman, more Dave, more Otani, and kind of where we stand. But looks like we are nearing the conclusion of Otani Watch. This feels like it's going to be the week. Free up your weekend. Stay on the phone. And we're going to be going live no matter what. Hope we get a decision sooner than later. But that's going to do it for this episode. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button. And remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.